Hey guys, welcome back to Young Evolving Podcast. I am your host, Ashley, and today's episode is titled, Command Thyself. So I hope that you guys learn from this new episode. I pray that you just enjoy this episode and make sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Young Evolving Podcast on Instagram and stay tuned for new episodes, new drops, uploads, all of the things of that nature. I pray that you'd enjoy this podcast and yeah. So as I was creating this episode, like, you know, sometimes I create like guidelines, you know, so like pointers. So like I know what I want to talk about or like what specific points I want to make when I make my episodes. But for this episode, I don't know what it was, but it took me so long. Like you ever felt like it was almost like writer's block, but podcast block, like I had the ideas and it was just there's certain there's certain things I was trying to say that I couldn't get out in the way that I wanted to. So it took me a while to finalize the pointers I wanted to touch on for my podcast because I work when I make my podcast and I go over well I make when I make my episodes I go over um, the pointers that I would like to touch on. So I work with God on that and it's a I, I sit and listen and see what I can get from this or what is it I feel like God is saying to me that he wants me to say in my episodes and this I just kept running into walls and I'm like what is happening like like I had the ideas I I had I knew what I wanted to say but it was so hard to formulate the right and correct words to use but it happened and I literally, it took me all week. I normally record my podcast middle of the week. So like they're already prepared by Sunday. But this particular week, I didn't finish my outline of my podcast until yesterday, which is Friday the 23rd. I didn't finish my outline. Well, not even. That's actually early early this morning. I finished my outline at 3 o'clock a.m. of earlier this morning. And I'm just now recording it at 5 o'clock later that day and then I have to make sure that it is ready to be posted tomorrow Sunday by seven o'clock so it was just like you know this was the first time that this happened because normally I'm able to just get what I want to say out in the proper words in the proper tone and it'd be fine but this time it just took a little bit more a little bit more time with God and more intentionality I should say but today's topic is command thyself and I'm like hmm like command thyself like when you hear that I want y'all to think about like what is the word what comes to mind when you think of that command thyself what is what does that mean to you so I want you to pause and I want you to take a thought break I don't care how long it is but I want you to think to yourself what does it mean with those two words command thyself because you know you hear you know God commands us to do this and you hear people might command you to do this or you know command this command that but what does command thyself mean what does that mean to you so i'm gonna give you time and then unpause this when you're ready okay so commanding thyself is making a personal choice to praise god in spite of how you feel to show thankfulness and gratitude to god and his character in spite of an emotion experience or circumstance so i'm gonna touch on three big things in this command thyself episode what is commanding thyself, how to command thyself, and the importance of commanding thyself. I want to hit on those three pointers, so stay with me. So the first one is, what is commanding thyself? Which I just stated, commanding thyself is making a personal choice to praise God despite of how you feel. Because I noticed that not even just in myself, but I definitely noticed it in me a lot. And God has made me more self-aware of my own attitude. And the way that God deals with me and my attitude, I can't do nothing but honestly smile because he's so right. And it's like, <laughs> it's ironic. You know what I'm saying? So commanding thyself is just basically choosing and making that choice to praise God despite of how I feel, despite of how I may feel in this particular moment because we're not always going to feel good all the time we're not always going to want to talk to God every time there's going to be moments when you don't feel like praising God 
And I feel like that's not often talked about because people would think, you know, they'd be like, when I think of the goodness of God, and, and that is so true. When you think of the goodness of God, you can't do nothing but praise him. But there will be moments where your attitude will get in the way of that. And that's what I wanted to touch on because that has happened to me so much. I've known and I've become more self-aware of the fact that I sometimes allow my attitude to get in the way of how I interact with God. And I'm now making attitude and I'm making my emotions and my feelings my God. And I'm giving them the room to be my God. To have ruler over me. I'm allowing my feelings and my emotions to have command over me. They, they will affect the way I interact with others. They will affect how I interact with my job. They will interact with how I am with school. It, it, it just becomes, they, they become controlling. My emotions start to control me. And when your emotions and your feelings start to control you and they continue to control how you interact with others and your relationship with God, that is when you have to take a pause and take a moment and reflect and think about, okay, let me sit down. And let me go through this. Let me let me figure this out because this can't keep happening. I can't keep allowing my feelings to dictate my relationships or dictate how I feel or how I go about my day because of one bad thing that might have happened earlier this morning. Now I'm mad for the rest of the day. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed for sure about me is that if I don't say it with my mouth, my entire face will say it. Literally, my entire body language, my entire face was it like it is a complete energy shift like you can feel the shift when you when something's wrong with me I can go from talking and being so happy and excited and joking and being myself to someone who is now shut down quiet not saying anything and now I'm allowing my attitude to affect how I'm going to keep moving forward so I'm like I, I do that a lot so I'm like I'm, I'm ready for this so I'm like, okay, cool. I need to figure this out. (laughs) I need to figure out why my feelings are doing that. And I feel like that's a thing for all of us. We have to figure out why we give our feelings so much control over our lives. Not even just our interactions, but our lives in general as a whole. We allow our feelings and emotions to make choices and decisions for us. So commanding thyself is disciplining, encouraging, motivating, pushing, and checking yourself. Checking ourselves. (laughs) We must remember that, yes, we have godly counsel, and yes, we have godly friends. Yes, we have bishops and apostles. We have that godly community that can do that for us, that can discipline us, that can encourage us, motivate, push, and check us. But we have to be able to know how to do it for us and to us we have to learn that okay i need to command myself to do this i need to tell myself to do this and be disciplined in that okay i know i need to motivate my way this way myself this way i know that i need to push myself this way oh hey i need to realize that i need to check myself in this because if i don't this is going to grow into something else so we have to be able to take accountability for ourselves we have to be able to take inventory of our emotions for ourselves we have to learn to check ourselves Yes, other people can do it, but it starts with you doing it for you. Do it for you. You're not going to always have people around you to check you. You're not always going to have people around you to motivate you. You're not always going to have people around you that can encourage you. Sometimes you're going to have to get up and do it yourself. You're going to have to encourage you. You're going to have to pour into you. You're going to have to check yourself. You're going to have to do those things. And with that comes self-awareness. You have to be self-aware. That is the only way you'll be able to do these things. That's the only way you'll be able to discipline yourself. That's the only way you'll be able to encourage yourself and motivate and push and check yourself. You have to be self-aware of yourself. And that comes with knowing yourself. So the first step of commanding thyself is knowing yourself developing that self-awareness developing that that conscious that consciously thinking and self-awareness of yourself of how you feel of how you're reacting of what you're thinking about you have to take inventory and mindfulness of those things because we often just let our mind run wild we often just let our feelings be all over the place and we're not able to control them we are giving our mind and our feelings and our emotions control over everything else in our life Why are you letting your emotions that are temporary develop and make things worse for yourself? So like I was saying, some days you're just going to have to do it yourself. And God gave me this statement 
when I was driving home, I was driving home and God gave me this statement because I don't remember how I don't even I don't even think we were talking at that time. But this just dropped into my spirit. Your flesh will always be persistent, but you must command your spirit to be consistent. Okay, so your flesh is always going to keep pressing on your flesh. is always going to keep trying to do the opposite. It's always going to be persistent in its chase. For you to do it, for you to follow it, it's always going to be, be persistent and constant in its chase. But you have to command your spirit. I mean, you have to tell yourself, you have to encourage yourself, you have to discipline yourself and your spirit to be consistent. Because remember, the flesh and the spirit are constantly in a fight. Your flesh wants to do the opposite of your spirit, while your opposite wants to do the opposite of your flesh. So they are at a constant fight. So they are all. So your flesh is going to continue to be persistent, but you have to command your spirit. You have to command yourself to be stronger than that. You have to command yourself to be persi- to be consistent spiritually. I'm gonna say it again. Your flesh will always be persistent, but you must command. You must command your spirit to be consistent. You have to choose consistent over persistence. The definition of the word feelings means an emotional state or reaction. Praising God should not be a choice or a burden to you, but it should be something that you do because you recognize God's place and authority. There will be a time in your relationship and when you're in your walk with God where you are walking with God and you are you know you guys have a pretty pretty good relationship you're pretty deep in at this point you know you're pretty deep in with God and then you're going to start God's going to start picking things he's going to start showing you things about yourself he's going to be like he's going to point this out and you're going to be like oh okay my attitude needs to be worked on oh okay I need to fix this oh I need to work on this and that's a good thing we need that we need God to point out and uproot those those bad seeds so we can make room for those good seeds so we can make room for that good fruit to be produced but the moment that you allow your feelings to overcloud your judgment and overcloud the way that you praise God and the way that you give God his thankfulness that he deserves is when you are allowing feelings to take inventory of you as a whole. You're not always going to feel like praising God. Your flesh is not always your flesh is not going to want to. That's why you have to force it. You're not always going to feel like talking to him. Keyword feel meaning an emotional state. Emotional state meaning it is temporary. It's just something that you're going through through this moment. It's something that you're feeling like right now. Not me. This is an emotional state. Not meaning that this is going to continue forever, but this is just how you feel in this moment. So remember, you are choosing to not praise God and not give thanks to God and not show your gratitude to God based on a, a, a moment of feeling, a moment of anger, a moment of attitude. You're going to take away God's praise and his thankfulness that he deserves because you're upset and you're irritated so you're gonna let that stop you from praising God who woke you up this morning who put breath in your body who put life in you this morning who chose to wake you up this morning you're going to let a moment of attitude stop you from giving him gratitude showing him thankfulness that he woke you up and that's something we have to check ourselves for am I going to let this small incident this small experience this small person this small circumstance get in the way of the thankfulness that I give my God (laughs) that I give my father the one who has protected me this entire week who has kept me from things that that are unseen and seen I'm going to let this one moment this one emotional state of anger or attitude or sadness or depression or overthinking get in the way of the praise to my father God didn't have to wake you up He didn't have to put breath in your body, but he chose to. He chose to. Keyword chose. He chose to. He didn't have to. He chose to. So it is up to you. Are you going to choose to praise him or are you not? Or are you going to give in to that to that irritation? Are you going to let that irritation run you? Are you going to let that irritation run you? Are you going to go give thanks to God? And that's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves. We have to constantly check ourselves for. Am I going to let this one moment? 
of emotion get in the way of praise that I could be giving to God. And that's where I feel like we we kind of slip up at. We we make praising God a, a requirement. We make it a chore. And that's the same thing with prayer. We make that a chore too. And don't get me wrong. I do it too. I've been in this point where I've just been talking to God just, just to chat. Like I'm not even really, it's just repetitive words. I'm not really being intentional with the way that I'm talking to him. I blow. Good morning. Thank you for waking me up. Uh, help me to have a good day. Protect me. Bye. <laughs> like that's not intentionality. That's repetitive. And in my psychology class, I was learning that if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome, that's not change. That's not looking for change. That's insanity. So when you talk to God, it shouldn't be repetitive. When you praise God, it shouldn't be the same thing. It should be different. It should be intentional. You should be intentional with the way that you spend time with God. You should be intentional about the things that you say to him. You should be intentional about the way that you talk to him. Intentional about the way that you bring gratitude and gratefulness and and thankfulness to him. So it's not a requirement. It's a choice. To praise God is it a choice. To give God thanks is a choice. You don't have to. And if you're going to give him half butt praises, half butt prayers, don't do it at all. Because not only are you wasting your time, but you're wasting his. Give God intentionality. And this is the thing. Intentionality doesn't mean give God, doesn't doesn't have to mean give God seven hours. (laughs) It doesn't always have to mean that. Intentionality could just be, you know what? I'm going to give God this five minutes, this five whole minutes of me just spending time with him and him alone. No distractions, nothing, just me and him. That's intentionality. No, it wasn't a long period of time. No, you didn't do or read the whole Bible in that five minutes, but you were intentional about spending time with him. You were intentional about your conversation with him. You were intentional about allowing him to speak to you in that five minutes of silence. You were intentional about your talking time with him, about the time that you spent with him. You were intentional. And God loves that. He loves intentionality. He doesn't want something that is constantly just brought up and repetitive. He doesn't want you to keep talking to him and saying the same things. Oh, thank you for waking me up and help me to have a good day. (laughs) He doesn't, he doesn't want that. He wants you to be intentional. He wants your heart, not just your tongue. He wants your heart, not your mouth, not the talk. He wants the walk. So we can do all this talking, we can do all this chatting, we can do all this and that and saying this and that and saying this and that and doing all this and, oh, I'm going to try to give God seven hours of my time. Realistically, that's not always going to work. If you are giving God intentional time, that is what matters. Intentionality is what God loves. He loves intentional time spent. And then over time, that five minutes can grow to 10 minutes. It can grow to 20 minutes. It can grow to 15. It can grow further and further and further in due time. You don't have to spend and put so much time on you or so so much of a time limit or so much of a, oh, I need to do this because I've seen other people do this. I've seen other people spend seven hours with God. That's them. Your walk with God is not going to be like theirs. And they might have seven hours to spend of, of just that. But realistically, life is constantly going and we're not always going to have that much amount of time. So as long as you are giving God intentionality, that is what matters. Don't get caught up in the time. Don't get caught up on what it is that you're doing with him. As long as you are giving him intentional time, that is what matters. In that intentional time is where God prunes you. That is when he grows you. That is when he speaks to you. That is when he he shapes you and he refines you and he restores you and he heals you. That is that time when you give him intentional time is when he does that. Not when you give him repetitive stuff. What is he going to do with that? He knows what you're going to say already. He knows you're going to say, oh, just, you know, hey, God, um, thank you for waking me up, you know. Protect me as I'm dry. Like, you know, repetitiveness is insanity. (laughs) It's it's insane. Nobody wants to have that's like having a conversation with a with a robot that is constantly saying the same thing over and over and over again. And nothing is unique. Nothing is different. It's always the same. God wants you to be intentional with your time you spend with him he wants to be able to really enjoy his time with you but he can't if you keep putting that boundary on it keep putting that limit on him there's no limit to what God can say there's no limit to what God can do in a in amount of time five minutes could be just enough time for God to make a change in you but I'm not just saying five minutes like all you need to do is spend five minutes with God but I'm saying be intentional with the time that you give him 
And sometimes you're going to want to, like I said, command yourself to do that. You're going to have to discipline yourself and be disciplined enough to set a time where you are going to be intentionally spending time thanking and spending time with God. That is when it comes down to commanding yourself because you're not always going to want to do it. You're not always going to want to spend even that five minutes might be too much for you. You might think this one day, you know what? I don't even really feel like spending five minutes. I don't even really feel like spending that much time, but you have to command yourself in that moment. God woke me up this morning and I can't give him five minutes of my time. I can scroll on TikTok for seven hours of the day, but I can't give God five minutes. I can't give him a intentional conversation. God doesn't ask much of us he could ask so much but we can't even give him the bare minimum so yeah you need to command yourself yeah you need to get up yeah you need to spend time yes you need to do that yes you need to discipline yourself how do you expect to grow in your relationship with God if you're not disciplining yourself to spend five minutes with him how do you expect to grow I saw something that if nothing changes nothing changes keyword if you change nothing nothing will change So you can't keep doing something and doing the same thing and expecting different results. In order for you to see a change, you have to make one. So that's between you and that's between you and God. Are you going to give God some time or are you just going to keep allowing the world to take so much of your time or give you that illusion that you don't have time? Because in reality, you have time. You have to make it just like how you make time for the things that you want to do. You can't make time for God, but you want to grow with him, but you want him to bless you. But you can't spend five minutes with him. You want him to give you a new car, but you can't spend five minutes with him. You want him to give you a raise, but you can't spend five minutes with him. You want him to give you a husband, but you can't spend five minutes with him. So it's like you got to you gotta give something. You got to give something. You can't expect God to do all this and you give nothing. A relationship is 50-50. It takes two. God can't be the only one putting in the work. You have to command yourself to put in the work. You have to discipline yourself to put in the work. So the next thing I want to get into, the next sub is how to command thyself. Because, you know, I just talked about, you know, what is commanding thyself? What is, what is that? But now let's get into how you can or how to command thyself. So the definition of command means to give authorita- authoritative order, meaning to give an order. So commanding thyself would mean to give an order to myself. Disciplinary action and giving myself an order telling myself what to do telling myself hey you need to do this encouraging myself pushing myself and checking myself that hey you need to do this so the three my the three subheadings for how to command thyself is face it face you and face reality face it meaning even if you don't feel like giving god that praise even if you don't feel like giving him that conversation or even that thankfulness do it anyway. I'm going to give you an example. You don't feel like spending time with God. You feel like you don't have enough time to spend time with God today. But you can. You just have to be intentional about the way you do it. If you have a meeting here, you have a meeting there, and you have a meeting there, and you don't have time to take 20 minutes to read your word while you're on the way to your meetings, while you're on the way somewhere, while you're walking somewhere, put on some worship music in your headphones. Listen. Just listen to the worship music. If you don't feel like giving God praise, turn on the worship music anyway. Turn on the gospel music anyway. Just turn it on. Just turn it on and sit and listen. That's all you got to do. Once you allow that to enter into your spirit, you are making room for God to alter your heart posture. You are giving him space to make that change. You are giving him space to make that, that change within your heart and to shift, your, to shift the way you're thinking, to shift your heart. You're, you're giving him room and time to do that. All you got to do is turn it on anyway and just listen and sit. The more you force yourself to get up and do it, the more you will realize that it wasn't that hard in the beginning. Remember that beginning is the hardest part of anything. The beginning, starting it is literally the hardest part there is. But once you start you're already in once you start you literally just finish the hard part so remember that the beginning is the hardest part all you have to do is start all you have to do is push yourself and command yourself and and discipline yourself to start 
to to do it, to turn it on, to turn on the worship music, to open the Bible, to just say one word to God. You just have to start. That's all you have to do. Start. And once you get into it, you're going to be like, oh, it wasn't even that hard. All I had to do was start. But the enemy will sometimes trick us and we will sometimes trick ourselves into thinking that I should... I didn't spend time with God with this morning. It's no point in me even doing it now because I didn't already. I, I would already pick my phone this morning. Why would I try to spend time with him now? That is the trick. That is the trick. Just because it didn't work out the way you intended it to doesn't mean it still can't work out. Just because you didn't spend time with God early in the morning at 6 a.m. like you plan to do doesn't mean you can't spend time with God at 6 p.m. Doesn't mean you can't spend time with him at 10 a.m. Doesn't mean that you can't spend time with him. You have to command yourself to do it. Don't allow something that messed up in the beginning discourage you from finishing it off. Remember that the beginning is the hardest part. That's that's it. That's all. The beginning and starting is the hardest part. And not many people start. And that is the problem. That's why many don't succeed because they don't start or they're too scared to start or they're too comfortable in the old to start. But nah, you got you. You got to get up. You got to start. You got to get this going. You got to begin. There's things that God needs to do within you, and he can't do it if you don't start. You got to start. You got to begin. And in order for you to do that, if no one else is doing it, you got to encourage yourself. You got to push yourself. You got to tell yourself. You got to speak to yourself in positive ways. That's why it's so important to talk to yourself nicely. You got to speak life into yourself sometimes. You're not always going to have people. And I've learned that I don't really have people to pour into me the way that I feel like I really want that'll really be beneficial to me I'm trying to find people to do that but sometimes I just have to do it myself sometimes you're going to have to pour into you and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that so don't think that it that it's wrong because you have to pour into yourself that is good that is good for you that is good that you are able to pull yourself up sometimes that is, it's good that you're not saying that you need to be dependent upon yourself, but I'm saying that sometimes you're going to have opportunities and there's going to be times where you're going to have to do it yourself. You're not always going to have those people to help. You're not always going to have this and this and this that can do it for you. Sometimes you're going to have to do the hard part and do it yourself. So that's what I'm saying. There is pain in sitting there and there's pain for getting up. Which pain is helpful? You have to decide what pain you are willing to teach to reach. You, (laughs) sorry, there's a pain for sitting there and there's a pain for getting up. Which pain is helpful? Because you decide what pain you are willing to take to reach your potential. And you decide what pain you are going to allow to keep your praise. You decide. You are in control of that. Are you going to let the, are you going to sit there and let the pain of sitting there eat you up are you gonna let the are you gonna work through the pain to get up and begin the next part or the next subheading is facing you there was face it and now we're on to face you now this is for my overthinkers for my overanalyzers and my people who just be in their head sometimes and I'm definitely one of those I am for sure for sure a overthinker overanalyzer a perfectionist whatever you want to call it that's me (laughs) that's literally me and sometimes the problem is that you place your feelings on a pedestal and you give them too much room or too much thought which may sometimes manipulate you into thinking something was deeper than what it really is sometimes we have to remember that sometimes surface level thoughts or surface level feelings are literally just surface level thoughts and surface surface level feelings You can't take everything so personal because the more you dwell on it, the more you create room for them. Our feelings sometimes will not lead us in proper proper ways. Sometimes they will keep us bound. They'll keep us in bondage, which will sometimes take away our voice, will take away our praise, will take away our thankfulness to God because we're allowing inventory for these thoughts and inventory for these feelings and emotions to grow and manipulating us into silencing us into silencing our praise into silencing us as a whole and how we interact with others how we interact with god we allow our feelings emotions and thoughts to take inventory and manipulate and silence us so sometimes you just can't take everything you feel or everything you see so personally because sometimes that's just simply not the case it's just surface level Sometimes when you sit in a feeling for too long, you allow it to grow more thoughts and more death until your entire mind is contagious with negative thinking. 
when you allow thoughts and you allow feelings to grow more depth to them, your entire mind will become toxic and contagious with negative thinking because you let it sit too long. When you let stuff sit out too long, it gets moldy, it gets bad. You can't let negative thinking and negative feelings sit too long or they will get they will become contagious and create more and create mold. You don't want that. Remember that bad thoughts spread just as quickly as COVID-19 did in 2020. <laughs> and that is something I try to remind myself that toxic thoughts and toxic feelings spread like COVID-19 did in 2020. And if you were paying attention, it was fast. 2020 COVID-19 was spreading crazy. It, it, it was insane. So think of it like that. Every time you think of negative thinking and negative feelings, remember that they spread and, and multiply just as quick as the COVID-19 did in 2020. And we have to remember that sometimes our feelings are unreliable. Because feelings come from experiences. They can come from past experiences. They can come from trauma. They can become just reactions because of things that have happened to us before. So we have to remember that sometimes our feelings aren't reliable. Sometimes our feelings can lie to us, which is why we aren't called to follow our hearts or called to follow our feelings. We are called to lean on God and and lean on his understanding and not our own because we don't see the bigger picture like God does. We don't see things the way through the lens of how God sees it. He sees everything. We just see partial. Sometimes we don't see any. That's why we are called to not lean on our own understanding because our own understanding can be unreliable because remember, we are still flesh. The more you let yourself stop the more you let yourself stop you from giving God the full potential of your praise, the more you are holding yourself back from, from experiencing God in a fulfilling way. You're going to have to order yourself and you're going to have to discipline yourself in this process. Because you are facing you. It's you against you. You versus you. Sometimes you're going to have to stand in front of your feelings and praise God anyway. You're going to have to praise God in spite of your feelings sometimes. You're going to have to praise God despite your thoughts sometimes, despite your circumstances, despite your experiences. You're going to have to look those things in the face and praise God anyway. And sometimes you're going to have to respond with praise. Your response is going to have to be praised sometimes. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth i will bless the lord at all times not sometimes not wednesday not thursday not just sunday no at all times in all circumstances in all places at all times every time every day all the time there's no specific time there's no different times all times i will bless the lord at all times no matter how i'm feeling no matter if i'm sad right now no matter if i'm angry right now no matter if my attitude is loud right now no matter if i'm sad or i'm depressed right now or i'm overthinking i will praise the lord at all times in spite of how i feel in spite of my circumstance in spite of my experience in spite of my trauma i'm going to praise him anyway because his word says i will praise him at all times let that sink in. Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. Let's just pause right there. All times. Because I really want to put an emphasis on the all times because it's so important. You are choosing to praise God in spite of what's happening. At all times. Anytime. Anywhere. Any place. Any opportunity. You are praising him at all times. Not because of what your circumstance may look like, not because of what this trauma may look like or this experience may look like, but because of who he is at all times. We have to fix our heart postures when it comes to praising God. Let me give <laughs> let me give y'all a quick <clears throat> example. So I was going to church in the morning and this was actually recent. I was going to church in the morning and something had happened to where <clears throat> I was irritated. And if you know me, I kind of get irritated a little fast. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be honest. We're being real and raw. I get irritated kind of fast. So I'm irritated before we walk into church. This is like, this happens right in front of the church. So we walk into the church, I'm kind of irritated. 
So then the night before that, I was talking again and I was like, God, you know, fix my heart posture. Just, you know, help me to be more patient. Help me to be more loving, you know, just fix the way I view things. Fix my heart posture. Fix that because that is the key to my patience. That is the key to the grace and the forgiveness that I'm supposed to be giving to others. So God, fix my heart posture. So I'm walking in the church with an attitude. <laughs> I sit down. I have an attitude. And all of a sudden, God says to me, fix your heart posture. Have I not commanded you to enter into my gates with thanksgiving and praise? <laughs> you know what I did? I sat there and I smiled because he got me together. He got me together. He put me together. I, he folded me in my clothes. He got me. Because how 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 am I going to ask God to fix my heart posture when the opportunity presents itself? I'm walking right into my emotions. I'm giving it right into my irritation. And God going to say, fix your heart posture. It, th- this is what you asked me to do. So I'm going to correct you. Fix your heart posture. Because have I not commanded you to enter into my gates with thanksgiving and praise? That's what God's word tells us to. It tells us to enter into his gates. Meaning enter into, your, enter into tra- church. Enter into his presence. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving and with praise. Not irritation, not attitude, not emotions, not feelings. Enter into his presence. His gates, meaning his presence. Enter into my gates, meaning enter into my presence with thanksgiving and praise. Who am I to walk into God's presence with an attitude? Especially when I just asked him to fix my heart posture. So he got me together and he did. He did, and I'm going to just let y'all know, he got me together. And I was like, oh, and you know what happened right after that? I was good right after that. <laughs> I was good right after that because it was just so funny because we have to learn to fix our heart postures when it comes to that. And God will do it. All you got to do is ask. Because I asked him that night before, and he got me together that next day. So he let me know, you this is what you want, this is what you're going to get. And that's that's all. I, that's what we need sometimes. Sometimes we need God to remind us of our prayers that we said before that we wanted him to work on. You told God you wanted patience, but when he presents the opportunity to you, you quick to get mad. Somebody cut you off on the road, you you cursing them out in that car. <laughs> One day God going to be like, fix your heart posture. Remember when you told me you wanted patience? This is your opportunity. So sometimes God will do things like that. So we have to learn to fix our heart posture. And if you need help with that, ask him. Tell him, hey God, I want you to fix my heart posture. I want you to fix the way my heart is centered. I want you to fix the way my heart is is viewing things i want you to fix the way my heart reacts to things and he will help you because sometimes our bondage is ourselves because we have to come to, we have to come to a realization that we are the only person who can stop us let me say it again you are the only person who can stop you the enemy can't stop you no person on this planet can stop you or stop what god has for you but you You are only in competition with yourself. If not today or not the next, a day will come where you will have to get up on your own. And you're going to have to tell that person. You're going to have to tell that circumstance. You're going to have to tell that thought. You're going to have to tell that experience that it does not run you and that it does not stop your praise. So that is facing you. We went over facing it and facing you. Next part of how to command thyself is to face reality. And this is the last part. Facing reality is facing the realization of what is and what isn't. Because sometimes we be a little delulu. Sometimes we let our mind make up things that aren't actually happening. Sometimes we do. Once you realize who your God is, you won't just give God the king of all kings. You won't just give Jehovah Jireh half praise. Once you know his authority and who he is and the righteous throne he sits on, once you understand that, then you'll be able to all then all you'll be able to do is praise him. That's all you're going to have left. Cuz once you realize the authority and the character that God has, all you can do is praise him and thank him. Because that's what develops once you know God. Once you know God, you start to know like okay, this 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 is this is him. Like he's he's that guy. He's him. Once you recognize his authority over the world and over life, all you are going to be able to do is to thank him and to praise him. And we also have to remember that every thought and feeling is not always ours. Every thought you think 
every feeling that you have is not always of you. It's not always you. We have to stop allowing ourselves to cater to emotions that don't serve us. We can't make emotions, situations, or feelings our God. We can't give them that place and that pedestal that is God's. When we come to terms with the reality that feelings come to last because it is an emotional state, or when you come to terms with the fact that feelings come to pass and that they are temporarily here, you won't take them so personally. You won't take them to heart every time you feel something. Once you realize and become self-aware and self-conscious of the fact that feelings come and they go, they come to pass because it's, it's an emotional state, meaning it's something that's temporary. It's not something that is forever. It is something that comes and it's something that, it, that goes. You won't take them so personally once you realize that. So we have to teach ourselves to realize that every feeling that I have or every thought that I have is not always mine. And every feeling that I have isn't always serving me. it like this just because you feel something doesn't always mean that that's the reality of it just because you think something doesn't mean that's the reality of it just like if you feel something doesn't mean that's the reality of the situation your feelings can simply just be a suggestion a reaction or interpretation and that's what we have to come to terms with and that's the reality of it sometimes your thoughts or your feelings can simply just be a suggestion or reaction or interpretation of something a person place or thing <laughs> person place or thing so those were the three things that i wanted to touch on about how to command thyself face it face you and face reality once you do those three things you will, you are equipping yourself with the ways to command yourself to to discipline yourself to choose god over your feelings to choose your faith and choose your praise and your voice over how you feel over something that may be temporary or something that may not even serve you the right way. The last part is the importance of commanding thyself. So we went over what is commanding thyself, how to command thyself, and now we are on the last part, which is the importance of commanding thyself. Your emotions should act as indicators or indications but they should not act as leaders. Yes, your feelings may be valid, but in some cases they may not always be reality. Psalms 156 says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. God didn't say let everyone that feels like it praise the Lord. It says everything that has breath. <laughs> Meaning if you are living right now, and if your heart is pumping and your pulse is pumping, you are alive and breathing Meaning you have a command to praise the Lord. God commanded us to praise the Lord because he had given us life. Because he had given us breath. Because he had given us a new day. God is commanding us to praise him. We have been given a command, a, a order. Meaning it's not, it's not a choice. <laughs> it's not a choice. It, it's, you're going to do this. You need to. If you have breath, praise. God has given you breath. Praise him. <laughs> if you don't praise him that he gave you breath and a new day of life, we take that for granted too often. And I know I do too. Sometimes I, do, I don't realize that I didn't have to wake up today, that God didn't have to keep me going today. He, I didn't have to make it through this day. I didn't have to, but he let me. He chose to keep me from things that I seen and things that I didn't see that were coming, that were there. Meaning you have a command of God. God has given us an extra, an instruction. Let every breath, let everything that have breath, praise the Lord. The moment you allow your feelings and your emotions to be your God and to be your leader is the moment that we are opening doors and unlocking access to the wrong people, anxieties, and plentiful opportunities for disruption to our peace. That's why it's so important to command yourself, to tell yourself to get up. Because when you allow your feelings and when you allow your thoughts 
to be your God and to take God's place and take God's throne in your life, you are unlocking and opening doors and access to the wrong people, anxieties, and opportunities that will only come to disrupt and destroy your peace. The moment that we take our mind off of God, we are allowing ourselves to be open to anxiety. For example, look at the, the Peter and the Jesus walking on water story, which is Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Basically, you know, Jesus is trying to get on the boat. And Peter, you know, he sees that Jesus isn't on the boat. <laughs> so Jesus then like grabs Peter's hand and we see Jesus walking on water. So then he holds his hand out for Peter. Peter Peter starts walking on water with Jesus, right? But the moment that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on the fact that he was walking on water is when he started to sink. The moment that we we take God off the pedestal, the moment that we replace him with feelings, the moment we replace him with our anxieties, that we replace him with our thoughts and our experiences and all these things, when we replace his, his throne with those things, we are opening and unlocking access to anxiety that wasn't there before, to anxiety that we didn't even realize was there before. For example, Peter didn't even notice that he was really walking on water. He was focused on Jesus, but Jesus was leading him to walk on the water. Focus on Jesus. Jesus will lead you. Don't look down. Don't look at the things that that's happening. Focus on Jesus. When you take your your eyes off of Jesus and you focus on everything else, when you focus on that circumstance, you notice that you start drowning in anxiety. You start drowning in sorrow and drowning in depression. Why? Because you took your eyes off of Jesus and you focus on the situation rather than focus on Jesus. Why focus on a dead situation when you could be focusing on a God who can bring that situation back to life? It's all about what you're channeling your energy and your focus on and into. So that's why we have to be mindful that we're making sure that we're focusing on Jesus and not placing our feelings, thoughts, people, or experiences on those pedestals. Because once we do that, we are opening ourselves up for anxiety. We don't want that. God didn't come to give us anxiety. He came to give us peace. So we have to be mindful of that. And we have to be in remembrance of that. And that takes time. We have to just... Make sure that we are keeping that in the forefront of our mind that God is peace and focusing on him rather than focusing on my feelings and how I feel and my thoughts and my experiences. And this, in this circumstance, I will have peace if I instead focus on God. And we have to be mindful as well that any thought or emotion that goes against God's word is simply not him or his voice. Which is why it's so important that you fill your mind, you fill your spirit, and you fill your soul with God's word. So that you are able to protect and guard and redirect your mind, thoughts, and emotions. Because if you let the thoughts run freely, they will run and ruin you. Don't allow your feelings, attitude, or emotions rob you of God's fulfillment. Take the thought captive or it will take captivation of you. You got to take the, the thought captive or it'll take captivation of you. You are in control of your thoughts. Don't let them control you. You are in control of your feelings. Don't let them control you. You have the power to redirect your mind. You have the power to redirect your emotions, channeling those things into something else. You have the power to do that. Don't allow anything else to take that. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I said that earlier, but I wanted to stop on that again. Because like like Peter, when you tr he trusted God, he trusted God to have him while he was walking on water. He didn't even know, like I said, he didn't even know he was walking on water. Because he trusted God so much and he was so focused on God that he didn't even see what was going on around him. So that means we have to trust in God that much with our heart. And with our minds, we have to trust him with our situations and with our circumstances. We have to trust him with our feelings. We have to trust him with all those things because he cares. God cares. He cares for your anxieties. That's why he tells you to cast your anxieties upon him. 
That's why he tells us that, because he cares. Because he is willing to give you peace in exchange for your anxieties. Remind yourself of that. Encourage yourself with that. Get into the word. Look, you, could even, for, you could even look up scriptures that relate to you. Like, look up scriptures if you're feeling, if you're feeling depressed. Look up what does God say about depression. Look up scriptures for depression. Look up scriptures for anxiety. Just look it up if you don't, if you can't, if you don't know it off the top of your head. And I don't, I didn't always know these scriptures off the top of my head. I could word for word a scripture, but not remember what book it was in or what verse it was in. But I could tell you what the scripture is. And it, it just, you know, it's, it depends. It alters. You don't have to know the, the book cover to cover. <laughs> you don't know how to have to know the book cover to cover but you need to be able to equip yourself with the word of god so that you are able to redirect your mind redirect your feelings and redirect the way that you are thinking and reacting to things in your life because if you don't these things will redirect you and we have to also be aware and understandable of the fact that our feelings can be deceitful which is why we are called to not lean on our own understanding because it says trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding why because god all words also tells us in jeremiah 17 9 that the heart is deceitful above all things your feelings can be deceitful your heart can be deceitful that is why we are called to not lean on our own understanding. Because remember, we're still humans. We're still of flesh. We're not perfect. In fact, we are the opposite of that. We are imperfect. So why would you lean on an imperfect human when you when you can lean on a perfect God? Why would you? Why would? Why would you? That's like reverse psychology. Why would you do that? <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. We have to trust in a perfect God because when we rely on our imperfectness, we are creating room for disturb. We are creating room for disturbance. Our feelings contain truth, but they don't always align with truth, which is why we must be watchful to not depend on how we feel or depend on everything that we think all the time, because that's simply not it all the time. So I just want us to learn that our feelings should not be our God. And that sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself that you're going to have to remind yourself that because someone's not always going to be there to do it for you. So that's why it's important to command yourself. That's why this is called command thyself, because you are commanding you. You are choosing to discipline yourself. You are choosing to remind yourself that, hey, I'm not going to let my attitude, my feelings, the circumstance, this person or this experience mess up the way that I'm giving God his praise and showing my gratitude to him and showing my thankfulness to him and spending my intentional time with him. I'm not going to let anything get in the way with that. So you have to be self-aware and you have to be disciplined enough to be able to do that and be able to teach that to yourself. The more that you do it, the more it becomes a pattern, the more it becomes a routine, the more it becomes like muscle memory, you know? So it just takes time. But I just want us to to be mindful of everything that I've said. What is commanding thyself? How to command thyself? Face it, face you, and face reality. That is how to command thyself. And just remembering the, the importance of doing that. It's important to do that. It is important that we remind ourselves and that we are able to discipline ourselves because sometimes you're going to have to. And that's what I really want us to realize is that sometimes you're going to have to do it yourself. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want us to be mindful of the fact that sometimes we're going to have to do it. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you got something out of it. I pray that you learned something. I pray that you take something away from this. And I pray that you just enjoyed it. And thank you for tuning in. See you guys next Sunday for our next podcast episode. Bye.